ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, the podcast where a comedian talks to a relationship therapist. Today, we are going to discuss an array of, uh, well, hypothetical scenarios. Scenarios such as, is it ethical to allow a man to buy you a drink even if you know you're not going to be interested in him? Or maybe you have a boyfriend or you know there's no romantic uh, escapades that may occur from that drink. Uh, Situations like if you're a man who's in a relationship and a girl expresses interests, do you have to immediately say, I have a girlfriend? And, And some people will even say, you shouldn't even say, sorry, I have a girlfriend. You should just say, I have a girlfriend and be as cold as as possible. So these are going to be fun. Uh, this is going to be a, a good one, I feel. But uh, Eliza, how, how are you doing before we before we dive into these situations? I'm doing good. And I had a question for you, but I can't remember if I've already asked this for, for you like twice before. So sorry okay. if I'm asking you again. I've got pregnancy brain and short-term memory because of it. But do you have a favorite like um audience because you know how you go from western to sydney to newcastle to the city like everywhere like what's your favorite audience out of all the places you go to look i can't go past sydney because i just have so much knowledge of sydney suburbs and the different cultures here and i can really like perform to this audience well but after that i'd say perth really every time i go to perth killer show everyone's very positive willing to laugh and I just love the city. So I'd I'd have to say Sydney and Perth. Uh, Brisbane would be up there as well. Wow, that's surprising. But, uh, that's good. I'd say, yeah, Sydney and Perth are the, are the big ones. Love that. Yeah. Love that. What's surprising about the Brisbane one? I don't know. It just took me by surprise. I kind of thought it would be like the more, like, I guess... I don't want to say Bogan, but like Central Coast, Newcastle or Western Sydney would be like the ones that were peak at finding it like the most engaged audience. But I, it's actually nice. It's like nice to hear that it's, you know, the city folk too. <laughs> I like that and <laughs> get in all in on it. <laughs> it depends on because, yeah, yeah, you get a really rowdy, energetic audience, but um Sometimes this is gonna sound so bad, but like uh, some of the jokes can often go. If you perform in it like at uh, just a pub, uh, you know, jokes can go over people's heads, and people want to be roasted more than like hear a long form, well structured bit. Uh, and I feel like Sydney, you get both. You get like the best of both worlds. Mm. Um, you kind of get a little bit of that rowdiness, but you also get. Uh, you know, people who want to hear the political jokes and, yeah. this, and this sort of the True. more nuanced satire. Whereas with Melbourne, it's sort of like more skewed the other way, where you know you gotta you gotta always have a message and you know you gotta say <laughs> something smart and artistic. Not no, not always, but uh, the the Melbourne comedy scene is very much like that. It's uh, I mean, it's hardly even comedy. It's very much performance art and it's activism, and then with a little bit of comedy just added into that yeah and the sydney comedy scene is actually very different it's uh it's very club focused it's you know you got to be funny (laughs) you got to actually perform well to an audience and the the comedy scene now i was going to do a video on this stand-up comedy is in like this it's having this crisis of identity of anything because Uh i feel like 
10 years ago, maybe you know, maybe even like eight years ago, stand-up comedy was just at this peak where like all the good specials that were coming out on Netflix, everyone was getting into. There yeah. were guys like Louis C.K. who was they were just they were more than just a comedian. They were like this cult they were cultural icons. Yeah. Or they were getting all these late night talk shows and impacting politics and and you cut forward eight years and they've become clowns again, which is they were trying to avoid being clowns by being very serious and saying, hey, look, here are some of the opinions I have, which, yeah, admittedly, this is 100% like my career arc right now. But um, I separate the two. I keep the comedy very separate to when I'm trying to be serious. But a lot of comedians, those talk shows became very preachy and they just lost the comedic edge. Mm. You look at the specials now on Netflix and they're just, it's so clogged mm. and most of them are just garbage. And, you know, there's mm. now these two sort of styles, one that is still kind of trying to be political and br- bring a lot of attention to social issues and one that's just sort of what you'd call, I don't know, reactionary comedy, which is all about like, you know, you can't see anything anymore. And here's a joke that you just is just not really that well constructed, but it's just very offensive yeah. to make that point. And I think stand up is like at a really bad point right now. And that's I'd love to see so what happens to it in the next couple of years. Um, yeah, that's maybe my t- that's my take. I, and then even in Australia, like you look at people used to love the galas and and when comedy yes. was on TV yeah. and there's just one there's just nothing on there anymore and and when it is on it's so sanitized and safe and yeah. ideological that it's not funny you know i remember uh 4 years ago i did what was it it was like a mardi gras comedy festival right so it was like in the middle of mardi gras there was just this big comedy festival and i'm pretty sure i was like the only straight act on the bill <laughs> But everyone else in that in the in the they were trying to like be very preachy and make this like social message was, yeah. about gay acceptance, right. which yeah, like that's what Mardi Gras is about. But not the comedy night. The comedy night was supposed to just be funny. Comedy and yeah. like I, I was just out there doing jokes about my. Like, I wasn't trying to pander or anything. I was like, hey, girls don't like me because X Y Z, and yeah. and the, they loved it. They oh, absolutely good. loved it. So. Yeah. You know, I just think people now get to comedians have this tendency to get way too preachy, and I, I've done this historically, so I can't talk too much. But um, I just wonder where uh, stand-up will be in another five to ten years. It, t- it tends to go through phases. It goes through phases where it becomes formulaic and clownish, and then one or two brilliant acts will mm. come about and create a resurgence. So. Yeah. Anyway, that was a big tangent. No, it's um, interesting. And I think like <laughs> you're you're like really good because you do so many different types. Like you've got your skits, you've got your live, you got you go through you kind of like cross every like type of I don't know how to explain a type of comedy, if that makes sense. Like you don't have like your one niche. Would you say that's right? Like you don't Oh definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I really I yeah, I pride myself on that. I try to versatile. Um, That's the word I'm yeah, looking for. Yeah. Versati- Ma- uh, what is it? Jack of all trades. Yes. I've I've always toyed with the idea of just being hyper focused on one thing, and and giving my all to that. But I I just that doesn't stimulate me. After a while, I get bored of that. So yeah, you love uh, your little new different variations of projects and things to work on yeah yeah that's funny um yesterday i adrian was telling me he saw one of your videos actually i think he follows you and um it was i haven't seen it but it was you comparing like someone born in newcastle compared to sydney 
and like their lives. (laughs) And he was like, it was the most clever thing I've ever seen. He was like, it was so good. Tell Neil I said it was so clever. So I'll have to watch it. But he was like, I just thought you put so much like effort into it. And he was like, it's very true as well. (laughs) It's oh, shorty. There we go. (laughs) Thank you, Adrian. She's so cute. I miss her. Thanks, Shorty. Thanks for doing a little visit. And um, little cameo. Would you? Last question. Speaking of, yeah. you know, the changes of comedy. Who, mm. as just top of your head, randomly, would you say, someone local to look at, like to check out their comedy, aside from yourself? When you say local, are you talking how just Australian or? Yeah, Australian. Do you want like a specific comedian in the Central Coast? Because there's not many. No, <laughs> I know. No, no. I know three. <laughs> um, no. Look, you know who I... Yeah. Okay. So I really like... There's a guy called Ruben Solo who's making his way up and was working with uh, Luke and Lewis and does unbelievably good sketches. And he's like, it is art, the way he comes up with those sketches. And, and it's so new. It's not like he's copying anyone. It's really brilliant. However, I, 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 for, for you, um, I think you'd still, I think, yeah, give him a go. I think What's he his might name? be doing Ruben. a show in Ruben Solo. So I'd be I'd strongly uh, recommend him, him. I meant like for yeah. the for the general audience or someone that's like, I'm going to try and try some comedy as well as Neil's first priority. Uh, um, <laughs> like and subscribe. So, so someone well, do you want someone well known or do you want someone a bit undiscovered that I think should be bigger? Okay, both. One of both. I tell you my favorite, and I don't know if he's big or small. Actually, I don't even know if people know him. But my favorite, like local comedian who I've accidentally seen live like three times by coincidence, but now my TikTok shows all his videos as well is Aaron Chen. Do you know who that is? Oh uh, yeah. I find him so yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah, no, I know Aaron. I just every time I see yeah, him, I just cry. Yeah. He's so good. He's got a very unique yeah. style, and he's uh, he's getting a lot bigger like he's doing he's he's probably one of the like he's still going the traditional route which is quite incredible really i would have thought you know you'd have had to get on the internet and 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 do it that way but um he's good he's great um rory low is someone that's uh pretty funny and i think you would really like him him um yeah i'd probably say yeah ruben solo and rory low are two kind of they're already like relatively big. It's not like they're you know not doing anything, but uh, they are probably two guys that should be bigger, in my opinion, mm. and are very very funny. Oh, uh, Blake Pavey, who's the guy everyone's seen him on TikTok. He's so good live, and he's about twenty years old, and he's gonna be. Is he the like, redhead? Very. No, that's no, Will. that's Will, who's also yeah. really good. Uh, Blake is. Uh, like just I don't know, white guy. <laughs> I don't know how to describe. Um, he's just white. And, yeah, he's just white. You know. Yeah. Um, he is. Yeah. For for how good he is live at what twenty years old or something, it's pretty incredible. He's right. gonna be very big. Um, because he's also very. He could be on TV. He could do radio. He's he's very accessible and universal and just. Really, really good. Nice. So, good. Well, those are probably three of my picks. Yeah. Oh, good. I think you'd like Beck Charlwood as well. She is starting to get a bit bigger on TikTok and she's done a few. She, all of these guys have been in those clips I do where there's yeah. like a range of comedians that right. come through. Um, 
So yeah. Oh yeah, just go uh, to Neil's show and you can see. I forget that you have multiple comedians exactly. that go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. We get we we have uh we'll have at least two special guests and then Daniel and Max and wow. You know, so you get you get a smorgasbord. You get uh a range of good lo- and usually local comedians based on where we are. So oh, that's so good. There you go. Shop local. You can come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. check out the one. When we do the one in Newcastle, you come. I'm going one. to. I promise. Next time, I won't promise it. I've said that like, like fifty times. I'm <laughs> 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 so lazy. I'm. I'm going to try to. What day is it on in Newcastle? Is it so on a weekend good. or is it on a weeknight? Yeah, it'll be on a Sunday. So no um, excuse then. I literally yeah, have no yeah. reason I could say no comedyuntamed.com new website so okay you heard it here first it folks i'm going to be at the yeah. next newcastle show if anyone wants to we'll be see well when is it june 12th i think so well we'll we'll see we'll hold you to that um before we get into uh discussion about some of these uh hypotheticals this podcast is sponsored by Crush Organics. Go to crushorganics.com. That's crush with a K. Use the code Neil. You get 40% off. That's a lot of percent. That's nearly half. So go to crushorganics.com. Use the code Neil. Get 40% off. I would recommend the platinum oil. I like that one. Helps you sleep. Helps you relax. And if, uh, if that's not strong enough, they've got the diamond oil. And if it's too strong, they got the everyday oil. So they've also got uh, bath bombs, pain creams, all sorts of things. So check out crushorganics.com and use the code Neil. You get 40% off. All right. This, I like uh, talking about hypothetical situations. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. So how about you hit me with the first one because you've got a few. Yes. Okay. So the first one I've got is, and you mentioned this before, but is it ethical to take a guy or take a drink from a guy that's offered to buy you one if either one, you have no intention of talking to him after the drink or two, you have a boyfriend and you're just getting a free drink. Look, it's not like a really bad ethical thing to do or any. It's not like something <laughs> that should weigh on your conscience, but you probably, I don't know, you probably shouldn't do it. Like obviously we think? can say, oh, it's unethical, but should you actually avoid doing it I think is... The real question, um, should you just be like... Probably say I have a... Bo- I mean, like, I'm happy to accept the drink, but I do have a boyfriend. Yeah. Say something like that. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Because it's like, well, it's you do have to assume when someone's trying to buy you a drink that it's because they're, like, interested in you. But that being said, there's been times where... Well, I don't drink anyway, so I've literally never t- accepted a drink. But there's been times I've been at a bar where there's a guy that's like, I don't know, 45 and probably rich or pretending to be rich. And he just turns around and he's like, hey, who wants a drink? I'll buy. But he turns to a bunch of girls. Like, you know, and then right. if you're getting called out then, would you be like, I have a boyfriend. Sorry, no. Like, you know, what would you do then? I think that's that's a hard one. And mm. has anyone, has a girl ever offered to buy you a drink? Has that ever been that reverse? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Like a stranger. It's rare. Yeah. Uh, usually it's that they've seen my videos or something. Oh, yeah. I don't, Actually, I can't I'm asking the like wrong person. <laughs> stranger has done it. But uh, it's happened. It's very, it's, it's, ooh. Uh, you know, yeah. when you, you get that feeling if you're a guy that gets asked for a girl, I was to buy you a drink. It's very flattering. Well, so, there you go, girls. You know, if you ever do that, 
And it's, uh, it's very nice because <laughs> it's usually t- very rare that it happens. So yeah. it's pretty good. Um, and then I think the last I can remember, I was single every any time that happened. So I haven't really crossed that uh, ethical dilemma. Um, if it's very obvious that they're flirting with you, like, you know, hey, I think you're really cute. I would like to buy you a drink. Then I think you got to say, I'm seeing someone. Um, but if it's sort of, I don't know when it's like, once I was at a, at the, after a show and, and a bunch of people were like on a table together, I was with Daniel and there was a few girls there. And then one of them was like, Hey, I'm getting, uh, uh, can I get you a drink? Do you want you a drink? And I just thought it was like a, yeah, everyone. Oh, she's yeah. just buying rounds for the table. But I, then I do think she was kind of into me, <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I wasn't clear. So I didn't, didn't really know what to say there. Um, I feel like maybe I should have said like oh I don't know yeah, in that situation it's a bit much hard. I feel maybe if they're buying drinks for more than a couple of people from both genders I think it's fine to say yes but you know what an- another hard one is once when I was at a bar and I was lining up for a drink a lemonade and I had a boyfriend and the guy in front of me just casually turned around once he was at the front he's like what do you want and I was like a lemonade and I don't know, whatever beer my boyfriend was drinking. And he just ordered it for me. And, and I was like, oh, fuck. like, what do I do? And I was like, thanks so much. And just walked away. But he was so casual about it that and he didn't follow up with anything else. He just turned around and was like, what do you want? Like he knew me. Um, he just bought it. But and then I, I mean, was that, like, that I doesn't that's a I don't know what if he was trying to flirt with you there or just being nice like some people are just at the bar and hey i'm buying drinks for everyone all right come on find what do you want what do you want in that situation yeah um i think look probably can't spend a podcast talking about this one situation but i would say if it's very obvious that they're flirting with you and they're romantically interested yeah you probably should just express that you do have a partner and then if they're still like oh it's fine i'll still buy it for you anyway then i think that's fine yeah take the drink why not but um if you don't express it and it's very clear and obvious that they're flirting and you want a bit of validation and you're kind of using that person to feel good, yeah, I think that is – it's a very – it's a minor peccadillo, but it's, it's, it is unethical, I would say. Yeah, I remember I was – when I worked at um, this as a concierge when I was like 21 and we had this like 17-year-old boy that worked with us and – he was so excited to turn 18 and he was we were all going to go clubbing with him for his 18th birthday. And when he finally turned 18, he went out and he really wanted to meet girls. And so he ended up just buying like 40 drinks for different girls because they kept just turning Ooh. around getting, can I get two? And then just walking over to their friends and not talking to them again. And he was like, it literally happened to me <sighs> 15 times in one night where they all asked for like more than one drink and then just left with their friends and didn't even say anything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. why didn't you, why did you stop after like the second time? Like, why did you keep doing it that many times? He spent like $780 or something that night. It was crazy. And <laughs> so bad. Yeah, you learn that the hard way. Yeah. You, you learn that the hard way. We've, we've been there. Younger guys would yeah, do a lot of that. Yeah, so cute. And then, yeah, you kind of you know cop that bill yeah but, um, so sad <laughs> yeah. but it's hard and it's hard as well like first of all and also like what do you do when you don't have a boyfriend and you're just not interested 
do you have to like are you obligated to tell them like look you can buy me a drink but just so you know like i'm not sexually attracted to you <laughs> like like <laughs> and say you know well, people usually say i'm not looking for anything i think that's a fair <laughs> thing to hey like that yeah i'm happy to get a drink i just so you know i'm not looking for anything yeah although men sometimes men are like yes yeah She'll just fuck me then, <laughs> like. She bought, yeah, yeah. I can bought the, I bought the drink, so that's like a, a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it maybe then, yeah, it's better to say like, no, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. To just leave it, yeah, in that situation. If you're totally not interested in the guy, just just say, you know, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. So the next one I've got, and this one I think is very controversial because my friends and I have different opinions on this one. But if okay. someone, a, a man asks you on a first date. So let's say you're talking on like Hinge or Tinder, you've organized a date and he's taking you somewhere, not necessarily fine dining, or maybe, you know, like somewhere where you're going to spend, he's going to spend a hundred or $200, you know, a significant amount for dinner. You're not going out for pizza and wine and things like that. Like somewhere you get dressed up for and straight away or during the dinner, she decides he's really nice. Like I'm having fun, but like I'm actually probably not going to pursue this or I'm definitely not going home with him and I'm not that into him. Should she allow him to pay that dinner and cop the bill, regardless of the price, but assuming it's a nice place? Or should she insist on paying her half? Uh... I know you're gonna say she should pay her half. I just know it. No, I'm no, I'm really? like I'm t- I'm torn. I don't know. Like I don't think it's if I'm, if someone said like I want to take you on a date on a you know yeah. I'm I here let me pay let, let them like just let if they're offering let them pay. I don't. But he doesn't it's... know she's not into him. Yeah, but you can't. But that's not. Can't go into a date assuming like, oh, if I pay, she's she's then yeah. obligated to like like me. That's, I think. Uh, look, you probably should off if you can offer, it'll be good. But I don't think it's like unethical if you don't. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard because I know a guy actually that I was talking about this to a while ago, and he was telling me that like he always pays for dinner like it's his thing like he says like he has much more success with women because he takes them out to dinner like he organizes a date he makes the booking himself etc and he takes them, i can't remember where it is but he takes them to this place wow. in the city every time but then what happened like he wasn't venting it's about bare it minimum isn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah, he books the dinner oh man and we're oh. all like oh my god this guy makes the bookings <laughs> shit show me it. anyway um he takes them to dinner and he wasn't like he's a nice guy he wasn't even bitching about it but basically he said you know it got it gets to the point where I spend maybe like eight hundred dollars a month doing four or five dinner dates and they're all first dates. Like it doesn't progress, but he's just spending hundreds of dollars taking women out that it doesn't progress anywhere. Nah, that's that's on him. I don't think that's on the girl, to be honest. Yeah. I actually think that's under well, like then you gotta assess, like, all right, well what am I Take why it. are these dates not going anywhere? And you know, if you're willing to pay that money, you then can't yeah, complain true. if if it doesn't if it doesn't 
work out. I can see, okay, I can understand how that would be frustrating, but uh, if anything, I've had a lot of, I don't know if guys would agree with this here, but the more you, if you try too hard on a first date, it sometimes, I, I don't know what it's like from the perspective of a woman, but it, it can feel like maybe that guy's trying too hard and it's, and it, and you know, she feels too pampered or something because like I found when I've gone on, been in situations like that where it's been like a very romantic, I've planned out like this is a lovely restaurant and then we'll go for a walk and get ice cream or whatever that can often end in like, you know, I had a really nice time. Thank you. And then maybe there's a kiss, but then it's almost inevitably Hey, it was a really lovely date. Thank you for everything, but I'm just not really interested in any anything. Or I didn't feel the spark or something. But for me, I'm only talking about personal experience here. Whenever, whenever it was just like, hey, let's get a couple of drinks, mm. that's always when it seemed to <laughs> be more successful. But when it was like this really romantic dinner, and that's the sort of thing I I do, I really take pride in doing with like my girlfriend. I'll I'll go find a nice dinner and you know like um uh, sorry a nice restaurant and well yeah because it's like you gotta you know you gotta value the relationship that's what it is to me right but for a first date i actually think that is coming on too strong if anything yeah it's i feel like that's gonna be like a controvert i agree with you but i know so many women like my single friends are small sample size i guess but they say, you know, like no one offers to take me to dinner. Like I wish it was a bit more old school. I love to do that. And I've even seen videos on like on TikTok of women giving men tips being like, if you want to blow her away, take her to dinner. Like, fuck, like blah, blah, blah. But I found I was much more likely to want to bail when I was single on a dinner reservation because there's something about it that was really intimidating to me. Um, You have to sit across from them. You have to make eye contact with them the whole time. You have to um, negotiate the paying situation or whatever. I'm vegan which and don't drink alcohol, which also added a lot of stress on just particularly for me. But it's just to me, it was really and also what happens if you don't like them and then you're stuck getting you know dinner with this place like I don't know it was always I actually probably didn't have many guys offer to take me out for dinner it was always um always drinks and then I would say I'm allergic to alcohol and they'd all panic and no one ever (laughs) ever knew what to do with me afterwards so I always organized every first date I've basically been on like and that was a lot and I'd always be like, oh, like huh. come, come around, like maybe like four thirty, like five to this park. We'll go for like a little walk or whatever. And it was like down by the Harbour Bridge, super like romantic sunset. And then if I like them, I can just walk them home to Crow's Nest in my apartment. So it, to me, it was all, <laughs> all sorted out. I felt like so masculine because wow. I'd always do that. And if I ever went up, if I ever took people out for dinner, if I ever went out for dinner, um, it would be one because I organized it and I would always pay for it as well because like i just felt awkward being damn paid for and like i even did that with adrian shame on him like the first time he came around i was like just come just park me my house and we'll go for like a little walk and then i took him to a cafe and i like remember just like going up and ordering for us and paying and him just standing behind me and then i was like oh he's kind of cute so i just brought him home and like gave him some like 
um, vegan cakes because he was vegan too. Um, and he was like always, we always talk about it because he was so shy and um, was like, I, and I was thinking, hey, he's, this guy's not into me because he's just like a bit quiet and <laughs> not making eye contact. And he always was like, oh my God, our first date was like the best date ever. And like, I just felt so comfortable and you just talk the whole time and <laughs> I could just nod. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, it works. It, yeah, it sometimes works. But yeah, I, I do think dinner can be intimidating. But then also a lot of women say that that's what they want. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. That's uh, it. Differs for, from person to person. Like in my experience, I've, I've, I've guess I've gone on more dates with women like you who, um, what could it just be me? I don't know. But uh, reflecting, it, when I was when it was not not super casual, but you know, to a to a bar, getting drinks at a bar, versus a, a coffee or like an ice cream or a uh, a dinner date, that seemed to be more. Uh, successful if you want to put it that way and not just in terms of a hookup that night or anything but in in them showing interest to pursue something further uh it for some reason it just feels like at a, at a bar like your guards down a little bit you you know you you, you have that social lubricant yeah not everyone drinks and that's that's yeah. totally fine but um thanks Neil. <laughs> that's okay yeah yeah i'm australian <laughs> what are you doing um yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to go sober for a couple of months so are we'll you really why yeah it's just the detox just uh wow man do you usually drink <laughs> at your shows like before or after yeah is that gonna so, be hard that that aspect uh positives and negatives i mean it's yeah, you get you're a bit more nervous before, but I'm actually sharper. I find, especially yeah. when I'm doing improv, I'm I'm way better at like remembering the full story and and right. different cues. And because usually by then I would have maybe had two or three drinks, and um, so it improves my improv and stand up's probably the same actually. So if anything, I I'm operating better. But uh, it's wow. a temporary thing. I just want to you know do it. Little detox. And you're so good. Every time I, I talk to you, you're doing some kind of like project to better yourself. Whether it be like, remember when you were like reading the dictionary <laughs> at one point or something? Like, <laughs> you've always just got this little side project you're doing to better yourself. I think it's so good. <laughs> got Otherwise, you, you yeah. get complacent. Yes, so exactly. Kind of improve, right? My um, favorite book in the whole world is Super Brain, and it's literally based on that. It's like if you just go through living life the way you do, usually do every day without adding things into it, you'll probably get dementia. <laughs> so okay, well there you go. There you go. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> so change it up if you if you're going to uh, fancy restaurants, you got to change it up. Look, I can understand how it's. Maybe quite frustrating to to say, oh, like, don't be, don't show too much interest. At the same time, look, that is just the way the dating market is, and and it does actually reflect on how I would even posit that it maybe a reflection on how gender roles have changed because in whining and dining and taking a girl out to a very fancy restaurant, you sort of were putting her on a pedestal and showing, look how much I can provide for you, look how much of a um, yeah <clears throat> i'm that sort of it, it's it's chivalry and i can see how it's also very emotionally uh compelling for women but at the same time it's arguably a bit more even keel and and representative of a more 
equalize gender balance when it's like, hey, let's go to a bar, I'll get the first two rounds, then let's go one round each. Yeah. It's not as magical, it doesn't appeal to our hearts and not as romantic, but it, it... in my experience, it works better. I think but. that's a good plan, and it's a it's a good point. Like maybe the reason why I was always like paying for dinners is because subconsciously, and I've never even realized. Like maybe I was like, well, I don't need you to. I can I can do this, uh, but who knows? I don't know if that was actually the reason. But yeah, I think that's a that is a good point. My favorite option, I think, for anyone listening to this, you know, not to bar anything, and I've talked about this before. I can't remember if you liked it, but I loved it when occasionally and I always tell my guy friends to do this and every single time they tell me it works is to give options like a b c d like on our first date should we one like sunset walk by here yeah two, but then remember the guy two, sent that screenshot in where the girl was one guy but that <laughs> yeah well fuck that guy um for everyone else that guy is a girl who rejected him why'd she reject him again because of the- it was actually something pretty brutal. I can't remember exactly, but she it was gave something him like, too many oh, options you- or something. Um, yeah, it was something. Um, but yeah, it didn't. If it didn't you are that guy, message <laughs> us because <laughs> I can't remember and I want to know now. <laughs> yeah, resend the, uh, resend the screenshot. Yeah, please. But I feel like that's the safest bet. And it's exciting too because there's no like, I hate when people are like, what do you want to do? And then you're like, oh. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We could no, do this. No, you should you should have ideas in mind at least yeah. or just say, hey, do you want to get a – I don't know. I just was quite casual with it. Would you like to get a drink sometime and then – Yeah. It's either a yes or a no and you go from there. And do you know how many people – well, not, it wasn't like a drastic amount, but a few times um, when I went on first dates and bless these guys trying to be really proactive they were like oh i know this place that does like really good um like vegan um pastries and things like that or i know this place that goes really good vegan burgers and this happened to me probably three times and then i go there with them and there's nothing vegan and it's really awkward because it's the first time you've met them and then they're like and i'm like no we're gonna sit here like i'll just I have chips. Think, or like, <laughs> what happened though? Did they? Did they just? Were they just lying, or were they? I think they just got trying vegetarian. Face or? They didn't know the difference uh, between <laughs> vegan and vegetarian. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's actually that's kind of like, oh, cute. Actually, I can't that, eat any of yeah. this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the one where uh, a a guy who's in a relationship with a with a with a woman is hit on by another girl. What should he do? How? immediate should his rejection be can he say sorry can he what's the ethical thing there so this is you know what this is going to be controversial because i have different views on what a man and a woman should say in each of these scenarios so i think that a man should straight away instead of saying sorry i've got a girlfriend i think he'd just be like i'm not interested like no, sorry, I'm not interested. Like to me, that's sexy. Um, where it's not like, oh, like I would if I could, but sorry, I've got a girlfriend. Not that you would ever say the words I would if I could. Well, maybe you would if you're, you know, a bit of a dickhead. But I think it should just be a flat out rejection. Like, nah. Um, but that being said, the reason why I said I don't apply that to women when they get approached by men is because. Being single and not having a boyfriend and being approached by men trying to 
reject them and saying, oh, like, I'm not interested. Sorry. Like, I'm not looking for something or no, I'm not keen. They just linger and try again five more times and try to convince you and be like, oh, come on. Like, I'll buy you a drink. Or why don't, why aren't you interested? You don't even know me. And this, and just keep pushing. And then the second I would just make up when I was single, I'd just be like, I have a boyfriend. They're like, okay, yeah, fair. Like straight away. And it was so annoying to me. It was like, you couldn't respect me when I was saying I'm just not interested. But then when I have a boyfriend, you're like, oh, fair. I won't go near you then. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it doesn't make a difference either if a guy says, I have a girlfriend. Um, but you don't need to accommodate the person pursuing you. I think that's the really important part both ways. You don't need to make them feel good by saying like, that's so sweet of you. And like, you know, maybe in a different world, if I didn't have a boyfriend or if I didn't have, if I wasn't married with kids, so, so sorry. I think that's kind of disrespectful. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree. But at the same time, sometimes when you're faced with that situation, it's not, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're just not interested, like that's a cold thing to say. <laughs> like you don't, it's maybe you need a bit of practice to say something like that. I mean, look, this only happens to a very small amount of men. So most men don't have to deal with yeah. <laughs> this issue. But um, I think, yeah, you should definitely make it clear that you're not interested. But I, I don't really see it as that big a difference if you say, you know, I have a girlfriend or I'm not interested or sorry, I have a girlfriend. I think that's nitpicking. I think if you just make your intention clear that, hey, look, I'm, I'm with someone, um, yeah, sorry. It, the only thing I, yeah, I would agree if they say like, oh, I would if I was single. Yeah, yeah that's probably a bit much. But um, I don't, I wouldn't sort of analyze, <coughs> excuse me, getting over a cold. Uh, I wouldn't analyze, you know, exactly what was said, but as long as it was like a clear indication that that person was not interested, to me, that's good enough. Yeah, true. And to be honest, like, in that scenario, your partner's never really, most likely not even gonna hear your response. So they're not gonna know if you've said sorry or not sorry or or whatever. Um, I think that it rubs me the wrong way when men or women, um, when they're approached by someone of the opposite sex that, you know, and they're straight, that they just, they kind of make it seem like the only reason I'm saying no is because they have a partner um and maybe you know what maybe that's enough of a reason to maybe it could be literally the only reason you're saying no is because well yeah i got a partner i can't do it i wish i could but i can't sorry like but yeah i don't know i would just prefer someone to be i like your your response where you were just like hey like i'm in a relationship sorry i have a partner sorry i think that's fine but like not the super over accommodating like i'm so sorry like i'm actually dating someone yeah, else yeah that's <laughs> no, that like why are you sorry bit, why are you that sorry implicating too much yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I, I agree with that if they're like oh look i would yeah and you're super pretty but yes. yeah sorry i have a girlfriend but like i'm sure you could get any guy here you're yes. so hot like that yes. yeah that's kind of weird there's added uh, in compliments. I think it's okay so, to say as well, like, I, like thanks, I'm flattered. I think that's okay. Um, but not like, yeah. a, you seem like a really, like, amazing guy. You, you're so handsome and, like, that's so sweet of you. I would, I don't like it. I've said to guys, like, that's, thanks, that's flattering. Like, when I was at um, the shops once and a guy came up to me and I was on the phone and he, I could see him, like, lingering around behind me for ages and I was going down an, an escalator and then I 
wanted I was like fuck I'm in the wrong place because I was on the floor and I got distracted so I went back up and I noticed he came back up the escalator too and I was like that's weird so anyway I got off the floor and he's like I'm so sorry I know this is like really weird but like I um I just wanted to come up to you my friend I was supposed to get a coffee and he bailed and like I kind of like was watching you for a little bit and you seemed so nice and like I think you're so beautiful like would you want to get a coffee with me instead and he was really nice about it I just said like thank you I'm really flattered I have a boyfriend and I'm not gonna get a coffee with you and he was like yeah fair though that's fair totally fair like he was really nice about it so and that I'm not gonna be like in that case what I said was right but I still kind of feel like it wasn't a big deal to say like that's flattering what he said because he gave me like 50 compliments <laughs> beforehand about my personality um but yeah I, I, I don't think it's worth nitpicking exactly you can't what overanalyze was said. it it's just yeah. like all right like is the is the message clear enough yeah, yeah and you didn't flirt back and you didn't make them known but i am attracted to you like i think that's all it is does that make yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. yeah that's uh yeah, don't do that. <laughs> One of the um, the other ones that ethical situations that I had, um, and well, are you ready to move on? Or did you have any other points in that last one? Sorry, I just no. I think that one okay, that good. one's done and dusted. <laughs> okay, good. Because again, like I said, it's, like, it's a very small minority of men that actually are dealing with that problem. So <laughs> yeah, lucky if you are. Um, or maybe not, but one, you kind of touched on it before, actually, when you were talking about how you think you can't come on too strong in, you know, your first date or something. But I also know, especially with like, I'm not saying women in their late 20s are older, but let's just say, you know, you're in your late 20s or your 30s or 40s even. And I think that that kind of view changes a bit. Like my friends that are single in their 30s, they really love it when they go on a date with a guy and they kind of get a very clear picture straight off the bat that he's super interested and he's really forward being like, I find you really like attractive. I find you really funny. Like uh, I had such a great night tonight and I'm really excited to see you again. Those kind of like um forward compliments and things like that I think can be like sexy if you say it with with confidence um but that being said my ethical situation is and this is the reason I thought of this is because it's happening to my friends constantly where guys have picked up that this is a really nice like women feel good hearing that especially when you say with that confidence and then they're like um like I talked about this a few weeks ago my friend went out on um, a date with a guy and he was like you are like one of the smartest women I've literally ever met and she to be fair she's like crazy she's a scientist kind of level smart and like makes big bank and things like that she's really trifecta of brains beauty and humor and he was like you're so like I'm so like taken aback at how smart you are and like how funny and like not to mention how beautiful you are like I feel really lucky to have met you tonight and then they were like kissing and like they were kind of like oh should we come home but it was a Wednesday night and she was like I can't like let's catch up on the weekend maybe and then then you can come around afterwards or whatever or it was like it was like early in the week Tuesday Monday or Tuesday and so she said no to him and then he never spoke to her again. 
And then that situation with <laughs> all the men happened to her like three times where these guys are basically oh, like no. making like they fall, they're falling in love with her. And then when she doesn't take them home, they don't speak to her again. And I, so my, my question is, is it ethical to shower someone with these compliments and like almost, almost like love bomb, but like, like I'll call it like date bomb or something with them and insinuate you're interested in pursuing this and things like that to try and get laid. No, I, I would actually say, yeah, that's not, that's probably not, it's like with the first one, it's not the biggest sin out there, but it's, you, you probably shouldn't be doing that. You should, if you want to just get laid, yeah, you don't have to directly say to the girl, I just want to <laughs> fuck you. That's a turn off. But like be, there's a, there's a way you can conduct yourself on the date that makes it obvious without directly saying it that you're interested in something a bit more casual. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's what I tried to do on, when I was just looking for that when I was single. And I think that's better for everyone involved. I think if, if you are saying these romantic com compliments that are usually associated with someone who is looking for a long-term connection, I can see how that would be quite underhanded and yeah it just just uh, sneaky and if you say things like you, you know you look it's all very contextual but if you if you do say more things more along the lines of like you, you're so hard and oh, i love your energy and like this is really sad. like flirt flirtatious things like yes. that it's yeah. then very clear look i mm. it's not that i maybe am completely closing the door to something long term but hey look this is cards are on the table implicitly here yeah, exactly. I was about to say the same thing. Like you can still be that complimentative and forward and confident type of person if that's who you are, but you can make it kind of flirtatious. And you, if you want to make it clear that you're after something like physical rather than, you know, long-term emotional, don't start talking about like how excited you are to pursue this and this and that and, you know, like other women and all that kind of bullshit i would just like look her in the eyes and be like i find you so sexy like that's a turn on and it's very clear that your attraction to her is at this point physical and it's not pressuring being like hey are you gonna come home with me or what like i think that that's um you can compliment things and say like you know what you find like this is a turn on or or yeah like you said just be flirtatious and leave it at that rather than and i have to say though that i am kind of like hypocritical and even <laughs> talking about this because i've been called out for this a lot in my past um not, not a lot like uh, maybe a couple of times where I know like as a per my personality type, I'm very like, I compliment everyone and I genuinely mean it. And it's not something that I'm uncomfortable doing. It's not like a special thing to me to compliment someone. Like that's my love language. I'm like that with my friends all the time. And I would go on dates and I would not, you know, I wouldn't have feelings for them or whatever, but just in my nature, I'd be saying things like, you're so funny. I love how funny you are. Or like, you're really smart. It's so good that like you do this. Or like, you're so lucky. You have like really nice, uh, beautiful, long eyelashes and things like that. And then later on, like at the end of the night, I'd be like, I had such a fun night, but like, you know, I don't think we connected or maybe the next day or whatever. And then a couple of times they'd be like, 
like, what the fuck? Like, you were flirting with me so much all night, like, showering me in compliments. <laughs> and then you tell me you're not interested, like, four hours later. Like, I'm so confused. And then my response, and it looked like such, I looked, looked like such a dick writing it. Like, that's my personality. <laughs> like, it just <laughs> comes across so cringe to say it <clears throat> like that. But I think, like, that's why, you know, you, you have to be, you have to be aware of yourself that not everyone is used to receiving a lot of compliments or physical affection. And I've talked about yeah. that before, like how now I actually have withdrawn a lot on people that I'm not really close with um, already on like new people that I meet. I don't shower them <laughs> with compliments or name everything that I like about them, which is what I would usually do. And I don't like, you know, pat them on the shoulder or I'll be like, how you going? Rub their back. Like, I don't do that stuff anymore because a lot of people just don't experience that in their day-to-day life. And like, I'm lucky in that my friends and my family and even just, you know, partners or people around me, we, that's just how we all express warmth and love or whatever. But to some people that's like so intense or forward and they wouldn't ever do that just to casually to a random. Um, so beware. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, that's a good form of re- reflection. I mean, I would also say people shouldn't take rejection so seriously on a first date just because you perceived that there was a lot of interest that just yeah, doesn't necessarily mean there was objectively a lot of interest and you can't be too invested in something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a tough one. Some people's personality are like that where they just they compliment people a lot and they're, they're very engaged. <clears throat> and for a lot of people, that can come across as signs of desire and interest when yeah. that's just the way they are. Mm-hmm. And it's especially I can imagine with a man being – sort of um, extremely uh, positive with their compliments. Could argue maybe it is, yeah, that date bombing or something like that because it would it would be annoying if then, yeah. oh, I didn't really feel anything. Why'd you say all that? You yeah, know, that's kind of... So true. Do you know what's been interesting actually being pregnant is that I have found that I can fall back into that a little bit more and because there's... People look at me seeing I'm six months pregnant. Like I've got a ring on my finger, a pretty solid baby bump. So that I think they know my intentions aren't like that. You know, if I'm saying like, oh, I think you're so like brave or you're so smart and things like that. They just think they perceive it completely differently because it's they know it's not flirtation. So they're assuming it's not, which it isn't. But it's interesting how that. Um, dynamic changes and the other thing that's changed as well is just the way in which men approach me being pregnant is so different to how I was approached before being pregnant and you know before it was a kind of like more sly and um softer and now everyone like men when they talk to me it's like the tone of voice is different like they're much more confident much more loud like maybe it's like a lot less intimidating um and I had this man come up to me well I knew him briefly um and I saw him and I hadn't seen him for like a year I don't even know his name um but he came up to me and he was like oh you're pregnant hugged me and then he is rubbing my stomach (laughs) 
was like, <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> it's like very um, yeah. interesting how those kind of things change <laughs> when you're obviously <clears throat> off market or whatever. When it's more overt, you can do those things. Whereas when you're single, you have to be conscious of those things. It's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, people should just make... I know people, it's a very vulnerable position to be in when we're dealing with romantic interest and, and sexual interest, but make your intentions clear and yeah. direct. And I know I've just I've just contradicted something I've said, which is, yeah, you, you don't want to go on a date and be like, hey, I'm just looking for something casual. Are you interested in that? That's, a ma- that's no... Yeah. It'd be very rare that no a girl one's gonna would be respond well that. to that. That's, yeah. a, that's a massive turnoff. So there is yeah. this cat and mouse flirtation play that you have to uh, partake in which if you get good at it it becomes fun it's mm-hmm. it is it is sort of a lot is said in the subtext and it's more about the nonverbal cues than anything else but you can still then make it clear just not explicitly you can you can make it clear implicitly what you're after and even then there can be a miscommunication i'm sure um there there's, may have been girls that I've gone on dates with that have thought I was interested in something more longer term and I wasn't. It's it's sometimes impossible to completely avoid that, but you should try and make it somewhat clear whilst still existing within the parameters of, you know, human flirtation and, and the psychology that comes with that, which I know that's hard. And for a younger person, that's probably very hard. But if you keep going on dates, you usually get better at it anyway. So Yeah. Agreed. Practice, practice makes perfect. Uh, well, there was something else I was gonna. Yeah, that that's pretty interesting how people will talk to you. I, I guess it's not like super surprising because yeah, you see a pregnant woman and you you think okay, yeah, that's not yeah someone that's someone taken more, more almost yeah. certainly not not always but yeah, almost just certainly assume. so. Yeah, but it's what's yeah. interesting to me though is how much more I get touched by men now that I'm pregnant. Whereas like before, it was like really? I have to be careful because I don't want to like everyone wants to like hug me and even like my friends' boyfriends are like oh like people just like pregnant people. I find like people have been so nice to me everywhere <laughs> yeah, I, I go. So. Everyone like is like oh you're pregnant. Like I've just all of a sudden. I must be the best person because I'm carrying a baby. Ah. It's been so, so weird. Um, but then, that you pregnancy know, halo. Yeah. I, Adrian and I were, were in um, baby bunting yesterday, buying some things and everyone like walking in and everyone was just smiling because I'm a pregnant woman. <laughs> then, But then I saw this girl and she was like maybe 15 and pregnant and everyone was frowning at her and I felt so bad. And she was there with her mom and her mom was buying her things. And Adrian Ooh. was like, did you see that girl? And I was like, don't look at her like shit. She's just let her do a thing. Every fucking person here is staring at her and frowning at her and judging her. Like it's so intimidating and she's a child herself. Like, so yeah, it's been weird. Just like how you can get so judged for being pregnant or just assumed to be a good person because you're pregnant. It's odd. Yeah. Hey, yeah, because you're – it's an interesting phenomenon, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's this teenage pregnancy. You you look down upon that. You think, oh, look, you didn't have any discipline and, I don't know, you let yourself go there. But I was pretty normal not that long ago. Uh, It was very normal pretty much up until the 60s for for girls as young as 15 and 16 to – 
get pregnant to boys that are, I don't know, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. So often older than that. So we are fighting against our nature there in saying teenagers shouldn't get pregnant. I'm not, I'm not justifying <laughs> teenage pregnancy here, but yeah, you probably shouldn't be too quick to judge there. Um, exactly. But yeah. It is. It, it, you, when you see a young girl that is pregnant, you are. It's, it's confronting. It's hard not yeah. to like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you do sometimes feel pity, actually, which maybe you shouldn't, but you you do think, oh, it's, it's not good. But Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, well. So do you have any other hypotheticals here or do you know what is that the... i did in my head um but i've okay everything's gone everything <laughs> it's from my pregnancy brain from my memory yeah? has gone and i was thinking about them literally this morning and i had like 12 and now i can't think let me <laughs> see if i can think of any of the top of my head any that i've seen on tiktok or anything like that well we probably covered it a lot a lot of Things people discuss in the last podcast, yeah, which is how close can same. you be with a friend? Can and... you have a sleepover? Can you go away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those kind of things. Yeah. What about uh, what about like, appropriate behavior after a one night stand? Some people, you know, should you get breakfast with them? Should you? How <laughs> how uh, chivalrous should you be in the in the morning after? I'm all about, like, I don't know. Like, that's a good point. I'm trying to think, like, what have I done in my experience? But I've actually never had a one-night stand at someone else's home. Like, I would always, if hypothetically, if I was sleeping with men, I'd bring them to my home. But, yeah, I always cook breakfast and hang out the next morning or whatever. I don't think that's an issue. But um, my friend recently slept with um, – actually, he was a guy friend of mine, and I hooked them up together, and they both – knew it was going to be casual because they were both friends of me. So I told them like, oh, she just wants to have sex and he just wants to have sex. And they were like, good, because neither one of them wanted a relationship basically. And um, we hung out and then I like left during the night and she stayed there. How much sex does your friend group have? Seriously, <laughs> like, your friend group. We're like sex in the city. <laughs> has like 90% of the sex in this country. Jesus Christ. Yeah, go girls. Um, and she she stayed there and, yeah, they, she said basically they had great sex. And um, the next morning, I think I'm pretty sure the next morning they had sex again, like really early in the morning, and then they fell asleep. And she rolled over at like 7 a.m., 7.30, a couple hours after falling back asleep. And I think she either put his, her head on his chest or started like, stroking his chest like cuddling up to him and he was like and just like so awkward so stressed at her doing that and she was stroking his hair as well like had her fingers going through his curls and he was just like nah and he then basically she said afterwards he like cold shouldered her um didn't even drop her home or anything but the funny thing is because they had sex at like 11 p.m. and then they stayed up all night talking and laughing. Then they had sex again at 5 a.m. and again just then when they fell asleep for two hours and it was like within those two hours because she was physically affectionate when they woke up, he was like, that's so fucked. Nah. 
because <laughs> like, they weren't going to have sex the third time. <laughs> so he was, and she was so offended. And the worst thing was, is because, um, hopefully my family don't listen to this, but he's, he's a family friend of mine. And the next day my mom invited him over, um, and she was here as well. And my mom was like, what's going on between those two? Because he was so rude to her as well when he saw her um the next day well she thought he was rude um but yeah it was funny little dynamic that one um this is purely like an eliza's friend group dynamic <laughs> and my here. mom just knew straight away uh, just yeah you're hooking them up there these people both want casual sex and then she put his arm on him which made him rude then and then your mom invited them both over this is just not something that the average person deals with well the wor- that i'm aware of the worst part but- was is actually when my mom invited him over it was because her and i were walking along the beach and then there was all these um sirens started going up but i can't remember it was like a shark thing but there was all these sirens everywhere and then the water like it became high tide my mum was calling me and couldn't get through to me and started stressing so she made this my guy friend look for us <laughs> on the beach uh, okay. so he comes down <laughs> eventually with mum and he's like uh um yeah tanya wanted me to to see where you guys were, <laughs> she, my friend and him well, were just that's like, that's fair enough. and that's... I was like, what are we, 12? Like, come on, you're almost 30. Oh, mum, mums will never stop worrying. <laughs> hey, I think that's because when she put her head on his chest or stroked him or whatever, that's an indicator of emotional exactly, interest. Exactly, exactly. And so yeah. then he's thinking, no, no, that's not yeah. what I wanted. You're going to get attached, Yeah. this kind of thing, and that's not what I want. I also am, I don't want those feelings. So That's exactly uh, what that's it was. That's probably what happened. Literally what it yeah. was. And to her, she's like, I'm a physically affectionate person. Like, I didn't have feelings for him. But he interpreted I actually spoke about him in one of our very early podcasts when he said um, to me once that, he had a girl over as a one-night stand and she kept wanting to spoon afterwards, but he's like, I just met her. And I was like, that's not weird. Like, spooner. Like, I don't think that's weird, but he thought in his head it was really weird because spooning is a thing that couples do. <laughs> uh, some people. Yeah, each know. to their own. I don't, yeah. I don't, I, with one-night stand, I think you can be pretty affectionate. Having said that, there has been instances where, you know, you've been affectionate or something and then, that's actually what has like generated feelings in the other person. So maybe that's what's happened. He's he's been affectionate with a girl previously that he just wanted something casual with, and then she and caught then feelings feels, yeah. ensued. Yeah, so that's the hard dynamic of one bad culture stands. that we live in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like I, <laughs> I'm not gonna touch this person in case they, you know, yeah, develop but I'll feelings fuck them. for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, what a weird. I, yeah, I never so understand right? that. Like, I just think <laughs> I like to think in one night stands. You know, you can if you're gonna put your dick in her, you can be affectionate too. Like, you know, you don't owe them a relationship afterwards because you hugged. Actually, one of the best one night stands I ever had. Actually, probably was the best. Was me and this guy and I we both knew we wouldn't see each other again because he lived down like I don't know four hours south and he was visiting Sydney for the weekend and we just had the most like 
crazy romantic night when I was living in Manly and he came and he was all like shy and awkward, just my type. And we went like skinny dipping and there was... um, (laughs) You sound like... Can I just jump in? Like if a guy was like, I just love shy girls and I love when they don't... I sound like such a predator. And I can just like... I take them to the park and then I can decide whether I want them to come back to my place. Uh, I just lo- I love a man of few words. It just gets me. Men, yeah. men that are shy is like kryptonite to me. I just think it's the cutest thing ever. Um, but we went um, we went skinny dipping, and then it was like out of a movie where there was like I think it's called bioluminescent, like those little the algae that glows. So then all of a sudden the whole water started glowing where we moved. It was like the most romantic thing, and then we basically acted like for the rest of the night we were soulmates so in love it was so romantic everything best night and then we just left the next morning cooked some breakfast bye see ya it was beautiful i think there's nothing wrong with just you know have fun for the night do something courageous act like lovers that's okay and then let it be that is sweet but it's it (laughs) it takes two people to be on the exact same page and that often yeah it's rarely the case. Often, someone <laughs> yeah. then thinks, "Well, well, why didn't this lead to anything?" Or, you know, I want. Yeah, that is a very. That's a very cute story. That's very. <laughs> that's very nice. I don't know why, but some a, a, a date popped in my mind where uh, I was going on a date with a girl, and she didn't. It wasn't like a complete catfish, but highly edited photos. We'll Aww. say that. Um, which, you know, and then she, she shows up and I... That's unethical, yeah, look, I, mean, I, feel, I reckon. I feel bad, like, yeah. yeah, but I just... It's not like she, was, she wasn't technically lying, I guess, but... I get what you mean. Deceptive. Yeah. We'll say, look, everyone puts good photos on online dating profiles, but these were, yeah, these looked like very edited and just wasn't really a reflection of what she looked like, which sounds superficial, but at the same time, hey, I kind of feel like I'm being deceived and lied to here. But then we started talking and chatting and it was was quite a nice date. It was amicable. Uh, It was sweet. And then we're walking home and it started raining and then we kissed in the rain and I I sort of made a bit of a joke about it, like, oh, look at this notebook or whatever. Yeah. And... I didn't really have an intention to see her again, though. I just, I don't know, I just did that. But <laughs> <coughs> just did that. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the that's my conscience coming up. <coughs> yeah, it is. And then she got really mad, saying, "Well, you led me on, and oh. you know, because I, I messaged her then a day or two after, being like, hey, look, it, was, it was nice, but I'm not looking yeah. for it.' You know, the usual yeah, yeah. spiel." And you led me on, like you, you even kissed me in the rain and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm surprised yeah, in the moment, she, I never nice, hear but. of, and I might be wrong, this is, might just be a small sample size, but I never hear of women, like I always hear that women get upset about it when guys say that, like they're hurt, but they always pretend being like, oh, that's okay. And then they go and cry about it to their girlfriends. But I'm surprised she literally <laughs> just pulled you up on it and was like, pissed off about it and actually expressed it that's that's uncommon well, i would think it was it was quite it was kind of passive aggressive it was right. more like hey when are we seeing each other again <sighs> and then eventually i was because first i was look i probably i was just gonna ghost her really yeah. but um uh yeah look in hindsight shouldn't have done that but i was early 20s and then 
I then said, look, I, I had a good time, but I'm not interested in anything further. And she said, uh, basically didn't directly say, um, can't remember exactly what the message was, but I, it was sort of a bit indirect and a bit passive aggressive. Mm. And then, and then I was blocked. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And now every time she'll be like, do you guys know that comedian, Neil Kolhatka? Guess don't what? even don't make me think about the amount of like <laughs> stories out there from just their perspective without my two cents. That was funny going around. Remember that guy that commented being like, "My friend is Russian, <laughs> and she slept with Neil Kalaka." <laughs> yeah, well, that one was true. That was I've, I've, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but bad. Yeah, fair enough. I can be roasted for that night. Very, very bad sexual performance there. But the ones that piss me off are the ones where they don't accurate and it comes back to me being like oh i heard you fuck my friend uh blah 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 and you do this and you do that and i was like no that did not happen that or that is like a very small picture of exactly what happened the best was like i might have said this but um i uh yeah it was a tinder hookup it was really fun actually and then because i look I like to know if the girl uh, swiped on me because she knew me from my videos yeah, or she liked my yeah, profile. I'd so I said, yeah. afterwards I was like, okay, so just out of curiosity, did you know who I am? <laughs> but yeah. she told everyone, <laughs> oh, I sat with Neil Cook and then after he was like, as soon as he came, he's like, so do you know who I am or what? <laughs> so that's not how I said it. It's like technically not a lie, but I didn't say it like, well, do you know who I am? That's it makes so me sound good. so bad. <laughs> it must be so weird. It's a funny story. Hearing but... your own sexual stories come back to yes. you. I've never experienced I hate that. it. <laughs> it's hearing yeah. their interpretation of it. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Yeah, it's horrendous. But then, you know, I've always got the power to make a sketch or something. So, <laughs> yeah. look, you want to you wanna play that game? We can play that game. Yeah. But... Um, Oh, I don't know. That's what the one downside of yeah having a profile. Yeah, but there's probably more upsides. Probably wouldn't be having those <laughs> escapades if it wasn't for the profile anyway. So hey, I'm sure you would. But yeah, there's definitely. I'm sure there's like a lot of stories out there of my uh, lack of sexual prowess that circulate every time a video pops up. And whatever, it is what it is. You know. Let so it be. so let it, it be. <laughs> still getting it I still had fun so <laughs> that's all that matters isn't it for you man exactly <laughs> all right well on that note in fact, no that's not an ethical thing to do actually if, it, if you do sleep with someone who has a profile you don't go you still shouldn't go around telling everyone every little day look okay yeah you, you're gonna want to sure but yeah, you should. Fine, tell your little inner circle, but don't go and like yeah. profess it to the world. I agree. I mean, look, it's flattering, I guess, but more often than not, it's like some little, you know, on a date with Neil. He said out of the four hour conversation, yeah, I misstepped and said one weird thing. And then that's what you focus. Oh, you said, he, he, this is actually something he said to me on the date. And it's like, all right. Yeah, 99.9% .9 of the things you said, I said, you were you were loving. You were yeah, you were enthralled yeah. by. And this one little weird thing I said Wait, was a bad joke actually, or something. Did she know who you were? Like, what was her answer? Was it a yes that she knew who you were? She was like, oh, uh, yeah, I think I, I was like, oh, that guy or something. She said, she, uh, I think she, she was playing it cool. Down. Yeah. yeah, but um, I think, yeah, she did. That's Most so look funny. to be fair. I mean, like ninety nine percent. Yeah. 
once they did once a girl didn't and it was like the most shocking thing to me <laughs> i'm like whoa you're like i did this out of my own pure skill <laughs> wow my own profile my little my little tinder profile oh, that's um, cute. <laughs> yeah and then and then when i and then the next day i was like yeah so can i follow you on instagram and she was like yeah and she was like what <laughs> I love that. What? 50 of my friends follow you? That's weird. It's like a modern and day then, Prince Charming, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> when yeah, you find out oh, he's a prince. Yeah. When you, you, what, you finish on her stomach and then you're like, you want to follow on Instagram. You found out he's got a blue so, tick. <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. Did, it, um, um, did your current girlfriend know who you, like, was she a fan? Yeah, she actually had come to a show like two or three weeks before. Aww. And... Then, yeah, we did match on Tinder and first I didn't recognize her from the show. She's just in the audience and we said hi afterwards. But then uh, eventually I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Were you just at like a show two weeks ago? So That's so cute. Yeah, she you knew. remembered. Oh, it's written in the stars. Yeah. <laughs> cute. Yeah, it sure is. All right. <laughs> well. Leave it there. Yeah, let's leave it there. On, on a probably high. shared enough about our <laughs> sex life. So, yeah. Ah, uh, thanks for listening. This is just that's all this podcast became. Yeah. Um, Steve, <laughs> could you not make any highlights about the sex life aspect of this podcast? No, now he's gonna do it. My family <laughs> see, see the highlights. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, apologies if you got frustrated with us. <laughs> just borderline bragging there, but. <laughs> Well, it's what you've signed up yeah, for. Deal with it. So deal with it. Um, yeah, come see me live. Comedyuntamed.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow the follow Sex Sales Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>